Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. It's storylines, it's best bet, and of course, it's one and done. Joining me today to break it all down, let's start with the man atop the one and done standings, and he, let me tell you, is absolutely thrilled about it. It's Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. And I'm incorrigible too, folks. Before we went live, I was giving the boys grief that I had a million and a half dollar lead on second. It feels good. Hey, uh, happy 2022, guys. It's this year. Get this. My beautiful wife, Tracy, and I celebrate 20 years of marriage. She deserves a medal, doesn't she? Yes, she certainly does. Congratulations. Happy New Year and well done. Your million and a half buck lead. We're coming for you. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, welcome back. Uh, congratulations, Mark. Can you imagine if Mark was uh, playing on the PGA Tour and had like a 36-hole or eight, an 18-hole first-round lead? <laughs> and in the presser afterwards, he just starts talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again. It's, Good to it's be all, here, boys. I'm excited it's, for you. It's more like a like a seven-hole lead at this point. Like, that's right. what he has. Yeah. <laughs> We're through the fall. He has a seven-hole lead, and he's boasting about it. It's <laughs> like it's like Kepka at uh, – at Harding Park. Remember when he was like, none of these other guys, oh, there's only one other guy here that's one of major. <laughs> I remember that. What does DJ have? One? Yeah. If 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 Kepka stepped off the eighth tee box and and motioned Dottie Pepper to come over and like did an interview in the middle of his round and was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. That's what that's what Mark is doing. That's tantamount to what he's doing. So. tantamount for the word of the day. Nice job, Kyle. Happy there New Year. That's Kyle Porter, KP. It is a new year, and producer Jacob feeling a bit frisky. So I, I've got a note here. Producer Jacob tells me that if we get to 50 likes during this live hour, he's going to give away a year, a full year subscription to Sportsline, which KP, as you know, between all of golf and every other sport that's going on, that's probably worth – What's that worth? At least a million dollars that he's given away? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know how many FedEx Cup points it's worth. That's the real question. <laughs> There's a conversion chart out there, I believe. Yeah, we'll have, no, to, I was, we'll have to track that down. We got an email. I don't know if you guys saw this. It might have just been I, – I don't know who gets these emails. <laughs> I, don't, I, I do an, not get any emails, by the way. <laughs> I, I got an email today that was talking about uh, how how many downloads and, and – uh, and views first cut guy last year. It was it was and credit to Jacob on this because you know he just kind of rolls us idiots out there and and we just t- talk for an hour. But uh, last year was was a really like it felt like a really um, foundational year. Not to go too like coach speak here, but it felt very <laughs> foundational for you know what the next couple of years hold. So I 
listen, I'm I love Kapalua. I think it's like sneaky one of the better events of the year, and I'm super excited about this week. I'm I'm pumped that uh, that golf is back. I wish December would have been about ten days longer, but that's okay. I'm I'm glad that golf is back and uh, ready to roll for Tournament of Champions. Golf is back. We will dive headfirst, but hit that like button. That'll get you access potentially to a year subscription of Sportsline where you can get picks from Mike McClure and Sal Johnson and Riley Gates. And of course, we want to be interactive this year. So if you've taken the time to join us in the chat, go ahead and comment. Ask a question. We'll go through as many as possible and we'll get you involved in the show. But let's get involved with the show right now and let's get involved with the storylines and we've come up with a couple of items that might not be specific to the century tournament of champions but to 2022 and greg let's start with you because i think your storyline is going to be something that we're going to hear about often this year in 2022 it it continues in the line of new golf tours what the pga tour is doing to kind of put some defense out there and i don't think this is something uh that we're not going to hear about i think we're going to continue to hear about it all year long so the saudi international yesterday we found out that a couple more players have been added to that list and the pga tour had a uh, kind of a difficult decision that they made in December during the holiday break to allow releases for players to go out and um, out and play in that event. Now the Saudi international was last year, a European tour event, what's now called the DP world tour. And this year it's an Asian tour event. The title sponsor also changed to the uh, what's called the PIF, the public investment fund, which is the same fund that funds live golf investments. So there's a little bit of competition the there. <laughs> not the PIP. The PIP doesn't Don't get either. those confused. The PIP is not the t- <laughs> it's not the title sponsor. It's the PIF with an F. Um and and so anyway, this event it creates a, a real issue because there are so many players that were wanted to play and and there are appearance fees over there and th- those are the incentives for the players. And so the PGA Tour while we're all waiting to see what they're going to do about this, they allow players to go and that makes the players happy. But they, they ask that in the condition is in one of the next two years, you have to play. And if you haven't played a AT&T Pebble beach pro-am in the last five years, you got to play two of the next three. So it's a way, I think there are a couple of arms to this, which is why I think it's a big story. They one, they kept the players happy, which is great because they are ultimately, they are the players. The PGA tour is made up of players. It's designed to help the players um, create the, the best, most successful career that they can on and off the golf course. They're almost like an agency for them. So they keep them happy and allow them to make those moves. At the same time, they, they must have come to an agreement with AT&T and said, this is a, a fair trade. This is the position that we're in. And um, and it's going to strengthen the field at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am in a, in the, over the next three years. So I, I expect that to be a, a a solid move. And also, if you, you mentioned the word threat defenses, Rick, which yeah. means that this is a it's a threatening tour. The the threat of live golf investments is to take some of and incentivize the best players in the world to go play on uh, on on the Asian tour. And this is a a good way to allow the players to, to take advantage of some. Uh, fees that uh, appearance fees that they want to get while at the same time not let it, they can't go in too far 
because they they have these commitments over the next couple of years. So if you're signing a contract, you can't sign a five-year deal to go play in that event every year for five years. That would create a real problem. Um, and, and so they're just kind of giving them pieces, which I think is a really fair way to handle a, a, a really challenging situation. The new additions to that field in Saudi Arabia, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, Cam Smith, alongside Mark Leishman, Victor Perez, Lucas Herbert, that, those are the new additions already planning to be there, already announced for Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Louis Ustase, and Sergio Garcia, Xander Shoffley, Tommy Fleetwood, Phil Mickelson. Mark, that is shaping up to be a fairly star-studded field. And I think that when the PGA Tour announced that they were allowing these releases, there was a very important sentence that they kind of closed their release with, and it said, this is not a precedent. We are not setting a precedent here. Every single one of these releases will kind of be a case by case situation, which I thought was worth noting. Yeah, they've just sort of made it official. But the reality of the situation is, first off, uh, this event has grown in stature over the last few years as the money has changed hands. I mean, we've seen good players in this field, you know, for what a handful of, of years now already. I think it's two or three years. And then a number of the blue chip guys off the tour have been going abroad to play in events and they get a release. And then there's also an arrangement on the tour where every so often you've got to add a new event to your schedule to, to have a Jordan Spieth show up at a John Deere or something like that. You know, these events that are popular, but they don't necessarily draw the biggest field. So, uh, you know, the, the tour are pretty astute in what they're doing over here. And as Greg pointed out, they are a member's organization and they have to look after their members. And when there's a lot of money being handed out there over the pond by the shakes and stuff there in the Middle East, you know, it's it's going to be enticing to players. So you may as well let them go, but make sure that you still protect, you know, what is yours. And that's what the tour we're doing. This is an interesting international story, KP, because it's sticky on multiple fronts. You've got a an, another tour looking to gain access to PGA Tour players, and you have Saudi Arabia seemingly engaging in sports washing, where this becomes an, an international political story as well. This is There are multiple layers of stickiness, which is why I think that when players get added to the field, when you get more announcements like this, everyone's walking and treading very carefully. For sure. There's just so many different angles to look at this story from, right? And there's a lot of quid pro quo going on here. It's like, well, if you do this, then we'll do that. And then even with this happened this week with uh, with Phil playing um, Kapalua because of the pip. He and I didn't realize this. Maybe maybe this was known. Maybe it was reported. I didn't know about it, but Phil said you you have to play a new event to get the other half of the pit money. Is that right? Yeah, the first half is via uh, sponsor obligations and going and playing pro-ams and doing like um, hospitality stuff. That's how you get half of the pip. And then the other half you get when you play an event for the first time in, I don't know if it's a new event or X number of years, and Phil is seemingly getting part two out of the way immediately in week one. Just I'll, I'll take my second half right now. Yeah, going to being paid four mil to go to Hawaii or whatever, three mil, whatever. I don't know what place he ended up finishing. But yeah, so there's a lot of quid pro quo going on with the tour saying, well, we'll, we'll do this for you, but you got to do this for us. And in the short term, it's fine. Right. Like everything that Greg and, and, and Mark said, like it, 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 
it works out in the short term. In the long term, I don't getting into a quid pro quo game with with the Saudi international is does not seem like a it seems like an uphill battle, right? And and so I just I I don't I don't know. I don't I think that the players are independent contractors, right? And I realize there's a lot of caveats and stipulations that come with that, but it doesn't seem like they should have to do something here to get a release to go over there, you know, like, and I, and I get that they're only, they're like kind of independent contractors, but they're also part of a league. So it makes it more complicated. It just seems like the tour is and and again, in the short term, like this is the play, like what else are they supposed to do? But in the long term, I just don't know that that's a path that it's just, a, it's, it's, it's difficult to maintain that over a number of years. And I'm interested to see how it goes, not just with the Saudi international, but with, um, you know, kind of all the other moving parts globally uh, in in professional golf. Yeah, and it's this event, and then you imagine at some point it's going to be two events and three events, and there's going to be a point where this becomes an even stickier situation for the PGA Tour. So we'll keep an eye on that, and if anybody else commits, as Greg mentioned previously, this is the same week as the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So it is it is coming very quickly, which, which Mark, is, is very similar to, to your storyline. We are in week one of 2022. However, we are a mere 90 days away from the Masters. And from the time that these guys are teeing it up in tropical locations to driving down Magnolia Lane, things happen very, very quickly, don't they? They certainly do. And I got to go to this event once in my broadcast career, and it was for radio. And I remember what a special trip it was. Maui was beautiful. This golf course is lots of fun. Um, it's it's Hawaii, for Pete's sake. And then you go to Wailea the following week in Honolulu, and you just feel like the world is just so far away when you're out there for two weeks, a lot of the guys are. But then all of a sudden, you got the West Coast swing, and that's buying a jiffy. You know, then as soon as you're there in L.A., then you're thinking, goodness gracious, the West Coast swing's done. Then we're down in Florida and you talk about 90 days or 11 weeks or whatever it is to Augusta National. Um, I checked we eight weeks from the Players' Championship because that's the second, third event in that Florida swing. Because we go Honda, then uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational and then the Players and then the Valspar. And then we skip over there to Texas and one or two events. And all of a sudden we're in Augusta, Georgia. And so. It's it's becoming more and more this Hawaii swing where it used to be guys just going there and taking a load off and sort of shaking off the rust. You'll hear that in a bunch of interviews from guys yes. that didn't play so well. We're just shaking off the rust. Well, the truth of it is these guys, I'm sure, have, after a quick break, have been in rust shake-off mode already because you could have show up in Hawaii ready to go. And Rory McIlroy said as much um, when he played the one time a few years ago where he's like, I hadn't played in the fall. I hadn't played in Hawaii. I typically start in Florida, and I'm way behind everybody else, and I've got to play my rear end off to, to climb up the rankings. Well, you know, we're firmly into the season right now, and in the blink of an eye, it's going to be the Florida swing. And then when you're in the Florida swing, it's the players, and you think about the Masters, and it just starts happening very fast. And for the players, if you're playing well, awesome. If you're not playing so great, you know, it, the the I don't want to say it's a deadline because it's a long season, but there's certain milestones, if you will, you know, posts like in a horse race. And uh, the Players' Championship is a big one, and that one's just around the corner now. 
It is really fascinating because we used to have guys start their schedule so much later, as as Mark alluded to. But Greg, with obviously golfers wanting to peak for the major championships, there's also a lot of money waiting at the FedEx Cup and missing out on the first 10, 12, whatever events of the season that you're not playing in does put you behind the eight ball, especially when we do get to the staggered start. I think one of the low-key benefits of not only raising the purses at the FedEx Cup, but also making it a staggered start is you have also incentivized guys to play more events and play them earlier because a two, it's not just getting to the Tour Championship anymore. It's starting two shots clear. It's starting just a couple back instead of being 10 shots back and having no chance it, it, that's a small that's a smaller side effect of of creating this staggered start yes um although well look th- this is a, it just it, this is all about opportunity to win and you don't win the fedex cup through quantity you win it through quality and i, I think that's an important thing to remember so uh, all the PGA Tour players, the, the top PGA Tour players, the guys that uh, are exempt or guys that have won, guys that are really confident that they'll be able to keep their card, they they all have an offseason. It's just a matter of when they take it. Some guys take it in the fall. Some guys take it in the summer. Uh, Cameron Tringale played like he took four weeks off before the before the playoffs. So what you have to do is arrange your schedule so you can perform – and peak and and get wins and ultimately when it comes down to the FedEx Cup playoffs your your tour champion is going to have one uh, um uh, more than one event because you the the way the FedEx Cup distribution scale is the real one you it climbs so dramatically the higher up you get so if you're finishing t- tied 25th every week playing more doesn't necessarily move you higher up the rankings. You got to do it in chunks, which is the same way we're going to catch Mark and one and done. We're going to, we're going to do it in chunks. And, and that's where, that's where the money is made. That's how FedEx cup points are earned. So you have to arrange your schedule in a way where you feel you can perform your best um, at, at important times. Well, Someone trying to get off to a hot start in 2022 is someone who has, we haven't seen in a while. KP Jordan Spieth. And when I say in a while, I mean at this event because, spoiler alert, you got to win to get in. A little bit of a drought for except for, for last for, year, except for last year, obviously. In in our Still. game, there are plenty of asterisks. Uh, and not only that, but to earn that three or four million dollars, Phil is going for the first time in twenty one years. Is that right? Uh, that's right. To, uh, since two thousand one, I was oh in. I was a junior in high school. Mark, okay, what what was everyone was a, doing in in two thousand and one? I was a backup, was a backup first baseman in high in on my high school baseball team. Mark, Hi. what were you doing in two thousand one? Well, I was thirty one. I'm dating myself, and my wife and I, when we we're celebrating our twentieth anniversary later this year, we were moving to the United States. That's when we moved here. We we moved to the U.S. in July two thousand one. Um, what were you doing I, in 2001? I have no idea. I was 10. <laughs> I was I was 10 years old. Actually, at this point, at, at this time in 2001, I was still nine. Um, so I have no idea what I was doing. Yeah, probably I playing. I, I think I was in like I think I was in eighth grade. I have no idea what I was up to. I was like <laughs> Craig was making a walk-off one on in an AJGA event or something. That's right. 
That's right. No, I, w- I didn't even play golf then. I was actually making a fade. Uh, you know, what? I, re- I remember now. It was a fadeaway corner three on uh, on on the Nerf court in yeah, my upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. maybe maybe it might have been a, a reverse dunk or something. Listen, I forgot to tell you guys, Greg. You'll love this. For Christmas, we got the kids a uh, a Papa shot. One of the Papa oh. shot things. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man, it's all Phenomenal. done. I think we actually got it for for me and like the kids. It was just like incidental that they also use it. Yeah, you always. My dad told me you always get gifts for your kids that you would that you want to use, and that way somebody's always happy no matter what. I love that. Love Papa Papa Shot, Zipline, and something else. I don't know. I wouldn't be a Porter kid. I know. Can I get adopted into this family? It's it's the Papa shot. My wife finally beat me yesterday. It was just devastating. I was I was just splayed out on the floor for hours. I was so devastated. Yeah, you have to get tough. back to the you have to get back to the grind. Um, <laughs> I don't know where we're Phil. Phil's playing and Jordan Phil Speed and is playing. Speed, yeah. It's a stacked field. The only guy who's not playing is Rory McIlroy. The only guy who's eligible to play. This is one of the strongest fields we're getting at this event, basically in its history. Yeah, it, this feels awesome, and I, I, it's kind of, it's just, it's kind of like the, it, it's kind of like the tour championship, but you get what I think is a more interesting golf course. I, I don't know that it's, it's probably a little easier, um, but I just I love kind of the the way the course is structured and and some of the just weird lies that you get. Driving it is certainly easy there, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but. Look, Spieth is awesome here. He plays really, really well in this course. Off the top of my head, I think he's won it twice, finished ninth, and finished like third or fourth, something like that, in his four appearances. Uh, so he's been unbelievable there. Phil, I, I, it'll be fun that he's there. I don't really think he has a chance to win it. Um, but if you got paid $4 million to go to Hawaii to play you know, 72 holes of golf, you'd probably do it as well. And and you get to also play in a, in a tournament that has an $8 million purse. So um, I don't think there's a, uh, there's not a whole lot of reasons for Phil not to show up, but it'll, it'll be cool that he's, it, it's just, again, I keep saying this, but it's low key. One of the best events of the year, because you, you go from here and then you go, okay, Sony's fine. American Express is fine. Farmers is good. I don't know that the field at Farmers, at least at the top, is necessarily better than this. I mean, when do we see this good of a field again? Probably Riviera and then the players. So it, it's really one of the best fields, at least at the very top of the field, that we see until you know March and, and, and certainly the best one of January. So I'm, I'm fired up about, uh, about the golf this week. It's going to be good. It's also primetime golf. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, you don't have to wake up early. You don't have to check your phone all day. You sit down on the couch. You can watch everything from start to finish at a reasonable hour. And then you get to go to bed and do it all over again the next day. It's the best. Well, we podcast first and then we go to bed. That's true. Round by round recaps are <laughs> back, baby. That's right. Every you guys plan, round. You guys plan that? No. No. We're, we're just we're professionals. We, yeah. we got chemistry. We're like well Clay done. and very, Steph. Very well. <laughs> That's right. Very well done. Also, uh, PGA Tour Live is going on ESPN Plus this year. So mm-hmm. you're getting seven hours every day of this event. Like, you, if you want to watch, like, if you have access to the streaming networks and you want to watch this from basically start to finish every day, I think it's 3 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern, you're going to be able to do so. So I, I'm hoping this is a continued, uh, you know, growth mark into being able to watch more golf more often. 
Guess who was lobbing really hard for an assignment on, with PGA Tour Live this week? <laughs> this guy. I was working on the folks there from PGA Tour Live early last year when it was announced, not publicly, but with the, inside of the organization that the Hawaii Swing was going to be broadcast by live. I think it's exciting. I think the feature groups are going to be megawatts, you know, to Carl's observation there. The golf course is great. Um, the, the vistas are just otherworldly. And, and and this one will be cool. There'll be lots of wind to have to contend with. So it's going to make for some fascinating, fascinating viewing. And for the fan, that's the one thing I love about live. It's not like you bounce around and you catch golfers in different places and you're largely watching approach shots and putts. On live, you watch a guy from shot one through the end. Yeah. And you might get a guy who gets on the wrong side of the wind a little bit over here, and you can see the entire golf course. So, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun viewing, and I certainly will. Uh, I'll be sitting down for it. We've got to do best bets. We've got to do our one and done. We also have a brand new segment that I cannot wait to get to. But first, we're going to take a quick. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. All right, let's jump into best bets for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. This is where we scour the entirety of Caesars Sportsbook. We run the numbers on every single one. We cross them off. We find the best possible bet that we can make. And Greg, you have gone with a matchup. And I would like you to tell the world the best bet that you could find for this week's TOC. This was uh, the best matchup that I could find. I felt the most confident about this. And I, I thought it was a really fair number as well. It's Patrick Reed over Abraham answer. Now answer has a T 17 in his one appearance here. Um, Patrick Reed has a stellar record at, at this venue. And what I've noticed is a really, we talked about this a little yesterday, Rick, a really sticky course history and guys who play well here tend to play well here year after year, uh, every year, uh, because of the uniqueness of the golf course and all that. Now, there are a lot of concerns with Patrick Reed, but I feel like those concerns are mitigated by the style of the golf course. Um, concerns are the swing isn't in great form. When you when you see really str- a guy struggling off the tee and approaching the green the way Reed has recently, it tells you the swing is not in order. It's not just, he's just a bad driver of the ball or his iron play is poor. He, he's having swing troubles. But when you see him go to a place like Bermuda, yeah. you see him go to a place like uh, like Hero and have success, those golf courses are asking for a little more movement, a little more visualization and, um, and shot making like that. And I feel this golf course at Kapalua does, the, does uh, something very similar. And I, I love Reed's record. So I, I had to get a little Reed action in here today. Minus 110, Patrick Reed over Abraham. Answer for Greg. I'm straight vibing all the way to the pay window. Daniel Berger over Hideki Matsuyama. That's minus 125. And KP, I started writing this up a little bit, so I want to make sure I get this this comment correct here. Last 100 rounds, best approach players on tour. Colin Morikawa is number one, no surprise. Justin Thomas, number two, no surprise. Daniel Berger is number three. Yeah. His better than Hideki, better than Xander. That yeah. you probably could have given me a lot of guesses. I think he's in for a big year. I'm taking him here over Hideki. His numbers last year are really good. And if you look at he only won, he only won Pebble. And I think he only he only had like 18 starts, I want to say. Yeah, 17 starts. Mm-hmm. 
it was a low number, but he had like like everything was inside the top 12, just top 12, top 12, top 12, start after start after start. He just didn't scare a lot of wins. So I think, you know, somebody like him, a, a lesser version of that who's not in the field this week is Webb Simpson, who mm. he, he didn't win and he didn't really he, I think he had like one top five or something like that, but his numbers and, and, and like, he just, he, he was very consistent with the numbers that he put up. So I like guys like that. Even somebody like a ROM who the wins didn't match up with how well they played to, to kind of bounce back and, uh, and have big years this year. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, Top 10, the last top 10 for Webb was at the RSM Classic, which is a place you'd expect him to get right. KP, I'll stay right here with you. Uh, your best bet for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. Yeah, the big boy. The, uh, the, uh, the man with the umbrella, the umbrella guy. This is where he's it all actually, started. He's actually not as big as he used to be. No, no I know. He's but, he's, but he's he longer than he, than he, I think, than he's ever been. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think he's going to – one of my predictions, I came out with uh, 10 predictions, 11 predictions on CBSSports.com. One of my predictions is that he breaks the record that he set last year for longest driving distance or mm. longest average drive. Um, I think last year it was like 323.9. I think he's going to break that again. He, here's the stat that I kept coming back to, Rick. Bryson finishing in the top 10. Last year he played in this event. He finished T7. He lost strokes in every category except for driver and he still finished <laughs> and he still finished. So he was, he was below average in every category except for driving. And he like doubled the fourth best guy in driving in terms of strokes gained off the tee. And he still finished in the top 10 when the fairways are super wide or when they're super narrow, he has such an advantage because he can just, he can just mm-hmm. wail away and not really feel the effect of, of, of missing fairways. And he's, I think he's more accurate than people give him credit for probably. At times. Uh, so, yeah. So I, yeah, I just, if he can do that last year, be below average and everything, but the driver's still there and he can finish in the top 10, I, I, I think that's going to happen again this week. Gained six and a half strokes off the tee last year. Oh, I went back and looked it up. Remember when Dustin Johnson almost made a hole in one on the par four 13th or 14th, whatever that hole is? I don't know. Yeah, what Brand- it is. Brandel called it the greatest golf shot of all time. Do you know what that shot alone was worth in the strokes gain metrics? How many strokes he gained off the tee on one, that one shot? Probably one and a half. 1.8. It it was basically like the, the biggest single gain in a, on a single drive that I could find. I went back and looked at that 1.8 on that shot alone. Bryson gained six and a half off the tee over four rounds last year. That's crazy. That's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Bryson DeChambeau, top 10 for Kyle Porter. And Mark, round us out here with your best bet. You have not gone with a matchup. You've not gone with a top 10. You've gone a different route. I have, but quickly, I want to build on what you two guys said. First off with Daniel Berger. To me, in my experience with this golf course, uh, putting these Bermuda greens is a big deal because they, they're very undulating, but they're a little slower and you have to contend with wind. And, and Berger, for, I will argue, is probably the best Bermuda grass player on the PGA Tour. And it's with that that I think Bryson, I, I, I spoke with him recently, I think he's in fantastic shape and his golf swing's in great shape. But this golf course is more to, more to driving it long to these wide fairways. It's very much distance control to these big greens, flatting the golf ball, and then putting well. And and so uh, along those lines, I, I'm going with a two-time winner last year. 
who I thought the, this odds number was absolutely ridiculous to finish inside the top 20, and that's Stuart Sink. I mean, there are 39 players in the field, so I'm asking him to, to beat basically half the field. He, he plays golf down in the southeast. He knows about um, playing on Bermuda grass in certain areas. He's won at Hilton Head, which is a similar sort of surface in spots. It's a different golf course, that. So, you know, he plays Bermuda grass well. He hits the ball really heavy and really hard for someone who's in his late 40s. And so, you know, let's not forget this guy, you know, was in the argument last year, not necessarily for player of the year, but you had to consider him because he won twice. Now he's at the bottom of the the odds for making it in the top 20. I find that asinine. I really do. Smooth move. I think Brick muted himself. I thought you muted me. I wow. Did not. I-, I wasn't even this touching is... anything. How could I have done that? This is a great first podcast of the year. I tried to unmute you and it told me. I oh, you know what? I did mute myself. You're right. No, that's my bad. That was me. I forgot to unmute myself when I took my sip of water. So what I was saying was, if Stewart Sink does indeed finish inside the top 20, that'll be plus 188 on your money. That's Mark's best bet. I'm going with Berger over Hideki. Greg is going with Patrick Reed over Abraham Answer. And Kyle is going with the not-so-thick but still thick Bryson DeChambeau top 10 at minus 110. I'd like to introduce a new game, gentlemen. This is a new game. This is a new segment. And if you've been following along with the first cut for – its existence, you know that Mark loves himself a good nationality bet. He loves them. Every single week, you seem to, he picks a top South African, he picks a top Australian, top whatever it is, Mark loves himself a good nationality bet. Isn't that right, Mark? I really do. And, and Rick, <laughs> this I, I must give all the credit to producer Jacob who reached out to me this morning and he goes, let's turn the tables on Rick and the boys because Rick's always the, he's the question asker, the moderator in these quizzes we have. And I was involved in this quiz here last time and felt like a complete nincompoop with you crowd. And I finished last out of three and I was like, this is just not good. So when uh, Jacob reached out to me with the idea, I'm like, yes, sign me up. And I got my answer to him right away. So here's how it's going to work. Every week I'm going to pick, a nationality bet. You know, I like to do that sort of stuff. Yes. But we're going to turn this into a game show between you three. And oh, you have to guess, and the folks on social media will too, you have to guess who the player is by listening to their national anthem. Jacob Hill. <laughs> okay. All right, it sounds guys. very regal. I'll, I'll give it be. that, right? It's no. very regal. We don't I mean, get any makes, word? With no lyrics in this? No words. Are there, Come on, no. are there lyrics? No. Which makes me think it's very old. This country yeah. is very old. It yeah, feels yeah. like it feels like England or Australia. God save the Queen is England, so you're way off over there. I'm trying to think uh, who's I'll, in the field. I'll, <laughs> I'll say Australia. Do I just give my guess right now? I'll say I don't Australia. know. We've never done this before. I like Australia as a guess. That feels very old. It seems very, I don't know. I just, I can't stop thinking of the word regal. Uh, so, so do we also. Oh yeah. How do we get, how do we get, do we also guess the player? <laughs> well, if you get this, if, if you get the country. Yeah. I'm giving you guys a clue now. You're going to uh, figure out who the player is pretty quickly. It's yeah. Norway. It's, it's, yeah. It, it's Hovland. Wrong. Oh, no, because there, there's not another Norwegian. Sure in the, there's not another Norwegian in the field. He couldn't have made a top Norwegian bet because I think he, he's the only oh. one in the field. All right, good point. 
fair. So there's got to be at least – that's why I was thinking about the field of only 39 golfers. There's got to be multiple from this country. But, Rick, here's where the little wrinkle comes in, and you acting like me now who doesn't look at the rundown, all the bets and stuff, and I just make stuff up. There is a segment in this top nationality this week because of the limited field where it might not just be one country like Australia or the United States or South Africa or something. There's your clue. So it's a continent. Uh, so yeah, it's, look, at, look at your, so look at your computer okay. screen next door to you like you guys do when you're so, playing quizzes so against me. I, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Caesar. So it, it's either... So then the it's either top Asian or top European, and that sounded European to me. <laughs> right, so go. Who is it? What what country? Who who is it? If I know anything about you, okay, you probably took the favorite. You probably took you probably terrible. took the favorite. So who? Rom? Spain. Rom, you're correct. That was Spain. Absolutely. Oh, okay. oh, that was okay. Spain. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That makes sense. I wouldn't. I didn't have. It I for was Spain. This is going to be so hard. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you that was like one of the easiest ones and we, we did just, <laughs> just atrocious but, but this I I'm, do having not... so much, I'm having so much fun because i'm going to pick the most random player and i'm just going to pick them for the best nationality now, what, what am i going to do start driving in the car listening to na- i need a national anthem playlist i, I do know. not like not knowing the answers that. I usually have the answer sheet. It's much worse when you don't. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I went back. By the way, I, I don't I don't go back and rewatch these things. Uh, but I went back and rewatched <laughs> Greg Sick. Oh no. No flesh. That was terrible, wasn't it? That that was worse. That was worse than um, you losing to your wife in Papa Shot. That's much worse. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, it, it will not age well either. Like it, it was even worse in retrospect. No, offense, I'm gonna have Greg. to file a mo. No, I agree. I still think about it to this day. Like all of my losses, <laughs> they haunt me. So thanks for adding another contest for me to lose, Mark. Okay, so to put a bow on this, Jacob, we need to figure out how we can shot clock these guys because this could go on forever. And the rest of the players yeah. in this top continental group was Victor Hovland and uh, Seamus Power. But I just feel like Ram around this golf course is he, he's he's a banner player. I think he's well rested coming in here. The golf course lets you play a little bit. Uh, I feel like Ram has a really good week, even though he hasn't played since Safeway last year. Those are the only oh, Euros in the field? That's what I was just going to say. There's more Australians in the field than Europeans. Rom, Hovland, Seamus Power. That's it. So you guys had a one in three chance of getting this thing, if you knew your... Oh, yeah, one in three of, of knowing what the... Uh, I don't think that's Spanish how it works. ...national anthem is. I'll have to go back and listen to that. That was very that was very nice. It, it, I, like, it, I like your powers of deduction. You like it sounds regal. And it, ooh, this is <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was very clever. Uh, but I feel like they all probably do, right? That's like you're putting your best foot forward when you're doing your national anthem. They're all probably very regal and beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find it, out. It doesn't sound like the circus music. <laughs> right. That's yeah, I was sure. like, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Right. Well done. Yep. No one got it. <laughs> oh, for one. <laughs> Gentlemen. There's one last thing to do. It is our one and done. Now, we don't need to give you the full recap, but Jacob, if you have it, if you have it handy for the standings, we have gone through the fall swing. And Mark, as he 
Yes, he's taking a screenshot. He's, he's not taking a screenshot. He pulled out his phone to take a photo of the screen for those who are not watching on YouTube. That's how that's how hey, that's the YouTube. That's how people in his in his age bracket take screenshots. That was a screenshot for him. I've been married nearly nearly as old as you are, Cal. <laughs> I know. I know. Mark has four and a half million dollars. That is the lead. Jacob. Gr- most improved player, Jacob, $3 million, second place. I'm at 2.6. Greg is at 2.1. He's $10,000 ahead of coach. Sia Najad, 694000 And KP, uh, you're, you're, you're doing like the Rory McIlroy. Like, I'll, I'll see you next year. I'll see you in Florida. Then I'll get started and see what well, I can the, do. Yeah, the problem is I already burned Hovland and Morikawa. I just – I was looking back at, at some of my picks <sighs> – I don't I don't feel like I did anything wrong and it just it didn't it didn't hit. I had Gooch on on the week before he won. I had I just had a bunch of stuff like mismatched. So I'm I'm fine. We're just the we're only, trusting. Yeah. We're the trusting only thing the you missed the only thing you missed was everybody had Hideki and you didn't at the Zozo. That's it. It it's Hideki said he was Hideki said he was playing terribly and it Don't was, listen to it, that. It was too like it was too <laughs> good to be true. Follow through, yeah. <laughs> it couldn't. It, it it was too perfect to work out, and then he wins in Japan. So so you know this week this week that means either Daniel Berger or Victor Hovland are going to win without yeah. their golf clubs. That's For sure. That's what's going. They'll be playing rentals from the clubhouse, and they'll win it no problem. Okay, so let's work our way up here. We are at the Century Tournament of Champions, Kyle. Since you were at six hundred sixteen thousand, you're going to get to go first. Your last two picks were Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler to round out twenty twenty one. How would you like to kick off your new year? Uh, I've got Xander. Xander just crushes at this golf course. Spieth has been the only player that's been better than him over the last six years. You know, it's a course that I think Mark said this earlier. We talk a lot about driving here, and it's an advantage. It's a slight advantage to the correlation between driving distance and playing well. It's there, but it's not as much as the correlation between approach shots and playing well. And if you look at the three or four best guys in this field in terms of approach shots, it's it's who? It's JT, it's Morikawa, it's Hovland, it's Xander. Those are probably your guys. Maybe throw Spieth in there. Um, and, and I just... I don't know. It, Xander's played in this event like four years in a row, even though he's only won one PGA Tour event, and it was this one. <laughs> he's he's somehow played in this event four straight years and not won anything else on the PGA Tour, which is which is crazy. So, That's a good it, point. I don't know. It feels like a uh, it feels like a Xander week this week. I mean, it, he always plays well here. I, I just it's just going to be a matter of of whether or not he comes away with the win. Yeah, he got in via the Olympic victory for this time around. That's Kyle Porter going with Xander Shoffley. Sia Najad, just ahead 694,000, also going with Xander Shoffley. The coach, I called him. He said, I'll take JT. I'll take Justin Thomas in a small field, no-cut event. That's where the majority of Justin Thomas's victories have come from. And I just want to catch real quick. Let me make sure coach has not used – no, he's good. Has not used – Justin Thomas. Greg, you're up next. You're at 2.1 million, 663,000. So you're just 10K ahead of coach. You got a goose egg from Kevin Kisner in your last pick at the RSM Classic. Who would you like for this event? I really liked uh, JT as well. Um, but I am, it's too early to play him. So I just like Kyle. Kyle won't be making up any ground on me today. I'm also going with Xander Shoffley. Uh, again, I mentioned how sticky that course history is, how well guys play here often 
and Xander does repeatedly. So I love where he is with his game. I've really come full circle after last night's conversation. I had Xander third in the of the three players in the 9K range. And as we started, the more we started talking about it, the more he, he really kind of came to life for me uh, and, and seems like a guy who should have a chance to win a, again this week. So a big fan of Xander's game. And I think I think this is a good spot to roll him out. I will join the party as well. 2.6 million. I'll take Xander Shoffley for all of the reasons. And I think he's got a little bit of a chip on him. He's, he, this is the Xander's about to have a year. We're, we're about to see a year from Xander in 2022. But each of you at the top, Mark and Jacob, you have not taken Xander Shoffley. You've not taken Justin Thomas. Producer Jacob, you're at $3 million. Come on in here. Come on in here. And tell me who you picked. And tell me. We are going to go with P. Reed. Uh, I think this this is the year of Patrick Reed. I mean, I don't think it's the year of Xander Shoffley. I think he's a little upset. He didn't get onto the Ryder Cup team. He's got a President's Cup team. People have been hollering. I mean, people shout out your boy Xander Shoffley as Captain America. I've heard I've heard that name thrown around since winning the Olympics. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Patrick Reed show up this week. You got the course comp similar to Augusta National. I'm um, excited to see what new sponsor he's going to be rocking and then drop a week later. <laughs> and I, I, I'm calling it right here. Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed. It is sponsor season. Sponsor season. Look at producer Jacob with the, uh, the led bookshelf light. Yeah. That's a, that's a I, strong move, sir. You're matching. You're matching. I see you got Same the matching color. red right there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Right. Uh, Mark, you're currently mm. atop the leaderboard. Where would you like to go here? Well, I gave some serious thought to Justin Thomas, but he's typically always my play at the Tour Championship. Um, I looked at I Xander. Rory was your play at the Tour Championship. I it did dep- too. It depends. Well, it depends. You're sort of going well through the playoffs. But <laughs> okay. it's between the two of them. Um, I considered Xander for a long time, but I'm going with a guy who's won here before, played really well here before, 25th ranked player in the world. And it's come to my uh, knowledge right now um, that that our producer Jacob's pretty smart. I'm going with Patrick <laughs> Reed this week because I'm going to make exactly the same play and I'm going with Reed. I, I, I feel like, you know, Greg rightly said he sort of battled the golf swing, but this place, when the wind starts blowing, it's not necessarily about the golf swing. It's it's about sort of flighting golf balls and playing golf. And, and Jordan Spieth said, this golf course reminds him of Augusta National because you have to be creative off the uneven lies. And... and Reed is one of those. He, he he's a shot maker, and and I feel like he'll play well at a place that he has played well. I like that it took two years for Jacob to do something that Mark thought was smart. <laughs> we finally we finally got there two years later. <laughs> Patrick Reed for Mark and Jacob, Xander Shoffley for myself, Greg Sianajad, and Kyle Porter. Coach is the lone wolf going with Justin Thomas. We will tweet out our expert picks. That's sleepers top ten. And winner, so be on the lookout for our cheat sheet. And of course, we will be back after each and every round this week with those breakdowns. But for now, let me give a big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman on Twitter. Greg Ducharme at the real GFD. That's Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.